Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special topical study on the Holy Spirit, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. When the Lord comes back, we're going to see him face to face and we'll know him completely. Right now we see dimly, but then face to face. Now, what is the gift of tongues? Well, here's a simple definition for you. Simple definition. The gift of tongues or speaking in tongues is the ability to speak to God in a language the speaker has not learned, nor does he understand. The gift of tongues or speaking in tongues is the ability to speak to God in a language that the speaker has not learned, nor does he understand. Now, you might remember Acts chapter 2. Here's the first mention of the gift of tongues being given to the church. Acts chapter 2, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, the sound, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues. That's glossalia, the Greek word, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven, And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in their own dialecto or language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And then in verse five of uh, verse 11 of chapter two, we hear them speaking in our own tongues. Note this, saints, the wonderful works of God. And so men had come from around the known world, and they were amazed. It was the Feast of Pentecost. And men came from all over the world to come into Jerusalem to celebrate this feast. And so as they were all gathered together, the disciples had been gathered in prayer in Acts chapter 1. The Holy Spirit came and descended upon them, and they began to speak with tongues. Well, it was all these men who were gathered together as they were listening. They said, we're perplexed. These guys are Galileans. How is it that we hear them speaking in our own tongue? And what are they speaking? The wonderful works of God. They're praising God. They're praising the Lord. You see, tongues were directed to God in the form of praise and worship and adoration, speaking the wonderful works of God. Now, we have another example of the gift of tongues found in Acts chapter 10. My main man, Peter, I love Peter. He went to the house of Cornelius, 
And he was sharing the gospel with the Gentiles. And then in verse 44 of Acts chapter 10, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished. And as many as came with Peter, because, notice, the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also, for they heard them speak with tongues. And what were they doing? Magnifying God. You see, the gift of tongues is a gift given to the church to praise, to magnify, to uplift the name of the Lord. Now. Nowhere in the Bible, listen, listen closely. Nowhere in the Bible do we have any example at all ever of the gift of tongues being used to give a message to men. Nowhere in the Bible. Now, Paul said it like this in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. For he who speaks in a tongue, note this, does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. Now, I point that out because early on in my Christianity, when I became a Christian, I was attending for the first five years of my Christianity. I went to Friendly Church of God in Christ. That was a black Pentecostal holiness church, y'all. And we had fun. Y'all know what I'm saying. We had a great time. And. Every service, I'll never forget, I remember every service when the pastor was speaking, someone in the audience, usually it was the same sister, Sister Patterson. She's in California, so she probably won't hear this tape. So, But she'd stand up, or, or some person, just whoever felt led, they would stand up while the pastor is speaking now. Don't try this at home. Okay, we'll get the ushers to get you out. But while the pastor is speaking, now, now the pastor is supposed to be using the gift of teaching, the gift of prophecy, remember, forth telling the word. But now here comes the gift of tongues. And she would stand up and they would, she, you know, or whoever it might be would start to speak in tongues and they just going on and on. And, you know, I said, Elvira, I think, is she saying he's coming in on a Honda? going out on the Kawasaki. It's like, what's up with that? But just speaking in tongues and it going on and on and on. And then the pastor, he, he would, it would go, shh, everyone quiet. And everybody would bow their heads in reverence, waiting for the interpretation to come forth. And then when the interpretation came forth, it would sound something like this. Thus saith the Lord, my children, as if God spoke in the King James. Thus saith the Lord, my little children, thou art low life. Thou shouldest thou repent. My judgment is nearer than you think. You know, it's like the bumper sticker that said, you know, Jesus is coming back and boy, is he mad. That kind of thing. And it would always come back. This interpretation of tongues would always come back to the people in the form of a message to the people in King James, of course. To the people. The Bible says clearly that the gift of tongues should 
always, you should always hear, when you hear an utterance go forward, you should always hear an interpretation of that utterance, something like this. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we praise you. God, we exalt you. We honor you. Hallelujah to the Lamb. God, we love you. We just worship you. Praise should be ascending to God using this gift of tongues. The interpretation should follow. Thus, the litmus test of how are we to know if a tongue that goes forward is truly a tongue from the Holy Spirit and a gift from the Holy Spirit, how are we to know is that truly from God? Simple as this. It's not that difficult. What are they saying? What's the interpretation? Well, the interpretation should be praise and honor and glory to God. And let me just say boldly, if you hear anything other than that, then you are free to disregard it. It's not of the Lord. It's of the flesh. The Bible's very clear about that. So what is tongues? Tongues is a language that is used to praise God. What is its purpose? Second point, or what is its value? Here's several points I want to give you. If you're taking notes, write these down. What's the purpose? What's the value? What value does that gift have for us? Well, number one, the gift of tongues can assist the believer in their prayer. Romans chapter 8, verse 26, in the same way, the spirit helps us in our infirmities or in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit himself, I love this verse, intercedes for us saints with groanings that cannot be expressed. How many times have you found yourself in prayer praying for someone and not really know what to pray? Well, the Bible says that that the Spirit intercedes for us. So if we were to be praying, we don't know what to pray, which happens to me often. I don't know what to pray or how to pray or, God, what do you want me to say? How can I pray, Lord, that you might hear me? And I'm at a loss for words. The Bible says that I can simply, as I'm praying, I can just groan. Isn't that cool? You can just go, mmm, Lord, mmm. Oh, God, my kids. Mm. I don't know if they're going to make it. Mm. And God takes the mm, and he interprets it by his spirit. He knows what you're trying to say. Just Wednesday night, I was praying for a brother. We were up here on our knees before God, and I didn't really know how to pray and what to pray. And from time to time, I'd find myself in the spirit just kind of groaning. And I trust that God can take the mmm, and God understands it. Isn't that freeing? We don't have to have all the right words because we don't always have the right words. We don't always have the right thing to say, but God knows by his spirit. So the gift of tongues can assist the believer, Romans 8, 26, in their prayer. 1 Corinthians 14, 14, Paul says it like this, For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will also pray with understanding. I will sing with the spirit, and I will also sing with understanding. Paul's talking about praying with the spirit or praying in tongues. And he says, I'll pray in the spirit and I'll sing in tongues and I'll sing in the spirit and I'll pray in the spirit. And then I'll pray with understanding. That means my own language, the language that I know. Secondly, what's his value? The gift of tongues also assists the believer in worship. We just talked about that. The people heard the disciples praising God in their own language. 
In the house of Cornelius, we talked about when the spirit of God comes upon him and his family, they were heard speaking in tongues and praising God. You know, sometime when you're praying and you're worshiping God and you're singing out to God, you, you run out of words. And so the spirit of God assists us in our worship. Thirdly, the, the gift of tongues is to edify and to encourage the believer. That will be you. First Corinthians 14, 4. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies, remember, forth tells the word of God, edifies the church. Paul says speaking in tongues is like spiritual exercise program, a workout. You're strengthening yourself. You're building yourself up. You're edifying yourself when you use this gift. Fourthly, tongues are a powerful weapon in spiritual warfare. Paul's talking about two primary offensive weapons in spiritual warfare in Ephesians 6. And he says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God and praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Notice the weapons are the word of God and praying in the spirit. Two primary weapons. God's word and praying in the spirit. Now, praying in the spirit can mean praying according to the spirit, but it can also be a reference to speaking in tongues. The fifth reason, it's value. The gift of tongues is assigned to unbelievers. 1 Corinthians 14, 22. Therefore, tongues are assigned not to those who believe, but to unbelievers. But prophesying is not for unbelievers, but for those who believe. And that's interesting. The gift of tongues is assigned to unbelievers. How so, Rodney? Well, just like on the day of Pentecost, remember Acts chapter 2. Remember I said men came from all over the known world? Well, as they gathered there in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost, there were unbelievers there. Absolutely. And so when these unbelievers saw the believers speaking in tongues, and they understood what they were saying in their known tongue and dialectos, their own language, it was a witness to them of the power of God upon them. It's a sign to unbelievers. Let me tell you two quick stories of two people that I know personally. One is Pastor John Corson. He pastors at Calvary Chapel. Actually, he's in Costa Mesa now, but pastored in Applegate Christian Fellowship. He tells this story when doing a conference in a hotel in Lake Arrowhead, there was a bar in the back of the room. And this bar stayed open whenever the room was used. And while he was preaching, there was a bartender standing in the back of the conference room, polishing some glasses while the Bible study and the prayer and the worship service went on. And near the end of the meeting, a guy walked up and he stood up and he spoke in tongues. They all waited silently for the interpretation. When no interpretation was spoken, the meeting was concluded. And as soon as the meeting was over, the bartender walked up weeping, tears flowing down his face. He said, I must talk to the man who stood up and prayed. How does he know my tongue? I'm Iranian. And he worshiped the true and the living God in perfect Farsi, he said. 
Well, that night, the bartender, true story, that night, the bartender gave his heart and his life to Jesus Christ. Tongues in its appropriate environment and exercised appropriately is a witness to the non-believer. The second story, Pastor Chuck Smith, you know him, Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, was overseeing a praise and worship time of the church service. And a woman in the congregation, get this, she began to praise the Lord in tongues. Chuck recognized it as French from a little bit that he could understand, but couldn't give an interpretation. His wife, Kay, Kay Smith, who does not speak French at all, gave the interpretation a beautiful statement of praise to God. The woman had been thanking God for her new life in Christ. Well, after the service, a woman who was not a Christian, an unbeliever, but had come to receive counseling said, before we get going, Pastor Chuck, with my problem, explain to me what was happening in there tonight. Why did the one lady speak to God in French and the other lady translate to the group what she said? Well, Chuck explained to her that it had been a manifestation of the gift of tongues, that neither of those women spoke a word of French. Well, the woman said, I lived in France for six years, and that woman was not only speaking it fluently, but with the aristocratic upper-class accent. And the translation, the woman said, was perfect. That woman, too, received Jesus Christ as her personal Lord and Savior that Sunday night. True story. Now, suppose the Iranian bartender and the French-speaking woman had walked into a church service where everyone was speaking in tongues at once. They wouldn't have got a thing out of it, and it would have been a sign to the unbelievers that the Christians are wacky and need to be on Prozac. It would have been a sign. But where that gift is operating in an ordered way, then it is a powerful testimony, and as Paul said, a sign to the unbeliever. Now, who is the gift for? Who is the gift for? Well, let me tell you, I used to believe and had been taught that the gift of tongues were for all those who were filled with the Holy Spirit. I come from, again, a very ultra-charismatic background, and I was taught that when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, that will be evidenced by speaking in tongues. So in other words, you're filled with the Spirit, you're going to speak in tongues. So what I was taught was that when you're filled with the Spirit, every Christian should speak in tongues. Conversely, if you are or you don't speak in tongues, or you never have spoken in tongues, then you're obviously not filled with the Spirit. This is what I've been taught. I've come to find out the Bible does not teach that. The Bible does not teach that. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, on the contrary, that this gift of tongues is given to the person, to the one whom the Holy Spirit chooses to give that particular gift to. Again, in verse 11, in chapter 12, but one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually. Did you note this? As he wills. So it's God's job. It's the Holy Spirit's job to give the gifts out to whomever he chooses to. And the gift of tongues is one of many gifts. Now, the Bible says, as a matter of fact, the Bible says, that if you have the gift of tongues or any other gift, that is not proof positive that you are a born-again believer. You know what the Bible teaches? That 
proves to an individual that you are really, truly a Christian, you know what that is? It is, if you're taking notes, you write this down. Love. Love. Amen, saints? And the Bible says if you speak with the tongues of angels but you have not love, it profits you nothing. Jesus said, by this they shall know that you are my disciples if you love one another. The Bible says if you want to prove to people that you are a Christian, then speaking in tongues will not prove that. And exercising any other gift will not prove that. You need to love people. I know people who would speak in tongues and walk right by you and not say hello. You want to prove you're a Christian? Then love on God's people. Love people. Love me. Love me. You want to prove you're a Christian? Love me. Write me a check. I mean... Show me, show a pastor. You see, love is the ultimate highest gift of the spirit. Love. That proves you are a Christian, not the exercise of any other gift. Now, let me just touch on it briefly because we've got to close this morning. But we've kind of intertwined this whole gift of interpretation. But, but let's just talk about it just for a second. What is it, the gift of interpretation? It's a supernatural ability by the Holy Spirit to be able to give an interpretation of, of tongues that was spoken. It's the gift of being able to interpret a tongue that was spoken. And if the gift of tongues is going to benefit the body, it must be accompanied by the gift of interpretation. Must be. If it's going to benefit the body. Now, if you have the gift of tongues in your home, you can speak in tongues all you want. Speak in tongues all day. But when you're in the corporate body... You should speak in tongues and use that gift as it will build up and edify others. Paul the Apostle sets parameters on the use of this gift. Notice in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 27, Paul says, If anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be, notice, two or three at the most, and each in turn, and let one interpret. But if there's no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church and let him speak to himself and to God. In other words, you can control it. How many people I've heard say, I just couldn't control it, brother. Man, I was right there at the cashier line at Harris Teeter, and I just came out, man. And then I just, you know, I just all of a sudden, I started speaking in tongues, and the cashier lady is looking at me like, you weirdo. Cash or check, sir, and then leave. You see, you can control it. The Bible says by two or three, and then in turn, that speaks of control. The gift is subject to the prophet, the Bible says. So you absolutely can control it. Now, I've gone into sessions and services where I didn't see the gift being exercised by two or three, or put it this way, it was being exercised by two or three hundred. I remember one time I told a brother I was going to come to visit him at church one Sunday, and this was many, many years ago, and, and, and I did, and, and went to the church, and, and it was pretty amazing, because, you know, they had the church service, okay, and the pastor was leading the service, and he says, okay, everybody stand up. So everybody stood up. He said, okay, now, I want everyone to begin to exercise their prayer language. Now, boom, and everybody's like, ah, da, da, da. it was like hundreds of people there, and I'm looking like, what in the world is going on here? And everybody's exercising prayer. I mean, it's like one big crescendo of people, everyone speaking in tongues. And then he said, now stop. They're right. 
shut it down. I was like, man, that's pretty good, dude. You just kind of shut it down right there, you know. And everybody just stopped right there. And I thought, what benefit was that? What did anybody get out of that? I didn't get anything out of that. What benefit is it? Paul says, let it be by two or three at the most, and even that in turn. You see, the Bible says this is a wonderful gift, not to be devalued or excused away as it is exercised appropriately and in order. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 39 through 40. Paul says, therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy and do not forbid to speak with tongues. Note this. Let all things be done decently and in order. You see, some of our Baptist brothers and sisters, they got the decent and in order down pat. And some of our Pentecostal brothers and sisters, they got the let all things be done down pat. And the Bible says, no, we need a balance. We need a balance of both. Let all things be done decent and in order. Let the gifts flow and put them in an atmosphere that they can be a blessing to God, a blessing to you, and a blessing to all those who don't believe. Listen, here's the key. The key is this. Having the gift of tongues does not make you any more holy. It's not the key to holiness. Having the gift of tongues does not... Take it to the peak of spiritual achievement. Having the gift of tongues won't transfer your Christian life and take you out of spiritual warfare and spiritual battles. It won't solve all your problems. When you start speaking in tongues, God doesn't listen to you more than he listens to another. The Bible says it's one of many gifts. Tongues are a genuine and valid gift, one of many that are given to the church so that we can walk in unity. And that we can bless God. We need all the gifts. Every single one of them, we need them. If we too as a church, as the church, are going to walk in power and victory in our lives. It's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by my spirit, says the Lord. Paul said to the church at Galatia, he said, he said how do you seek to, now, to be now made perfect in the flesh when you began in the spirit? We began in the spirit. Let's continue in the spirit. Amen, saints. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at one 800 293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the media library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light. Let me be a song.